Why would a man stalk and ultimately gun down his ex-girlfriend, the mother of his only child? Each year in the United States, at least three million people are stalked, but less than 2% of all stalkers kill their victims. On May 3rd, 1993, Willie Trotty joins this small but deadly group. I mean, I, I just reacted, you know what I mean? I didn't have time to even to think. Yeah. I just knew to pull my gun and shoot back. I was enraged. I, I, I was acting, I would say, instinct. My name is Dr. Michelle Ward. I'm a criminal psychologist and trial consultant. I've spent my career researching hundreds of murder cases to determine what drives someone to kill. Because the more we understand about criminal behavior, the better chance we have at preventing it in the future. When Investigation Discovery asked me to go behind prison walls to talk face-to-face with six violent killers, I had no hesitation in saying yes. Most crime shows are whodunits, but this is different. I want to know why they committed their crimes and go inside the mind of a murderer. In 1989, in Houston, Texas, Barbara Canada is a 20-year-old mom to a sweet little girl named Arnisha. Family is everything to Barbara. According to journalist Courtney Savala, a reporter at KPRC-TV in Houston. Barbara is a giving heart, kind of salt of the earth. She comes from a big family. One day at a party, Barbara meets 19-year-old Willie Trotty. So tell me about meeting Barbara, and tell me about what attracted you to her and together. I met Barbara in the summer of 89. And um, at that time, I was ready to settle down because I, I had didn't have really, like, girlfriends. And uh, we just kind of heated off. The relationship moves fast. Barbara and Willie move in together and have a baby boy named Tyrone. That's when things start to fall apart. Two years later, Barbara breaks up with him. Willie can't accept the breakup. For weeks, he stalks, harasses, and even assaults her. Finally, on May 3rd, 1993, Willie goes on a shooting rampage in Barbara's family home. Relatives, young and old, cower inside the house as Willie sprays 9mm bullets everywhere. Her mother and sister survive gunshot wounds. But Barbara and her brother Titus are killed. In 1993, Willie Trotty is sentenced to death by lethal injection. He's been sitting on death row for 21 years at the Allen B. Polensky unit in Livingston, Texas. Willie is now 44 years old. He's been in here for almost half his life. You can't get used to that feeling of walking into death row. And it doesn't matter how many times you do it, it's still this feeling of dead man walking. They don't take any chances at this prison. We're separated by thick glass and talking through telephones. Hi, Mr. Trotty. How you doing? My name's Michelle Ward. I'm shocked when I meet Willie. 
he is this cherub-looking young man. He doesn't look like he's in his 40s. He looks like he's still in his 20s. Willie is very soft-spoken and polite. It does not feel like an act. It feels very sincere. He seems kind of reserved, so I try making small talk to establish rapport. What is day-to-day life like for you here? Uh, We're in solitary confinement, and we pretty much just come out to sail for two hours a day. It sounds incredibly lonely. Yes. I'm listening to him, but I can't help thinking that in 21 days, this man will be dead. He has pretty much only this opportunity right now to come clean, to tell his story, to leave some indelible mark. Mr. Trotty, tell me why you wanted to do this interview. I wanted to do this interview to let the world know that I'm not a monster or premeditated killer. I I think if I had not had my gun, I probably would have died that night, you know, because I was defending myself. It's so disappointing to hear him lie right out of the gate. Because I know from my research, the self-defense claim is simply not true. There was a half dozen family members in the house that night, all of whom testified that Willie shot first and that he just kept shooting. Like many of the criminals I study, Willie grew up very neglected. And that kind of a negative childhood does pose a risk factor for future violence. My dad and mom, they had their spats and fights. You know, as a kid, I mean, I thought that was normal. When he's six years old, his parents split up for good. His mom didn't want to care for Willie and his siblings, so she left them outside a motel room. Tell me what it felt like when your mother actually left you on the doorstep of a motel. These are people that will be your parents that love you and they want you. But, you know, they obviously they didn't. Did your father take care of you? He didn't want us, and we went wandering looking for food because we was hungry. And next thing you know, the CPS, Chopper Tech Service, picked us up. We know from what happens later that these abandonment issues will go on to rule his life and fuel his rage. Here's journalist Courtney Zavala again. He just wanted to be part of her life, and each time she would turn around and abandon him again, take him back to foster care. As a teenager, Willie struggles to find his way without much luck. He gets kicked out of high school for stealing. He starts to get his GED but never finishes. So he works odd jobs and he starts carrying a weapon. Everywhere I go, I had my gun with me. Not looking for trouble, but just in case, I'm going to be ready. I notice Willie's quick to point out that he wasn't aggressive. The gun was just for protection. And I think this is part of setting up his theme of self-defense. But either way, he doesn't have the license to carry it. In 1989, at the age of 19, he's caught with the gun and sent to jail. Here's the lead prosecutor on the case, Johnny Sutton. Twice he was arrested. First time he got probation. Second time he was found driving around with a 45 caliber pistol under his seat. He went to jail for 20 days for that. When he gets out, life suddenly takes a happier turn for him. Willie meets Barbara Canada. She's 20 years old, a year older than him. She's a tomboy. She runs track and plays sports. Did you have a lot in common? Barbara didn't smoke. She didn't drink. So we was, like, compatible because I didn't drink or smoke. Here's Courtney Zavala again. Once they met, it was sort of love at first sight. 
Their relationship was instant, and they moved in together. I think Willie is desperate to construct the family unit he never had, and Barbara seems like the perfect partner because she's really stable. And Willie probably feels that he's achieved his dream. And so now you have a family where before you had none. Yes. One thing that I did not like, she had a daughter already, and being that I come from a family with broken home, so I didn't want that, but we end up talking, and so I kind of pushed that to the side. I said, if I'm gonna sip you, I'm gonna sip your daughter with you. It's gonna be a whole unit, a whole package. Barbara shares custody of her daughter with her child's father, and that is a massive threat to insecure Willie. And on top of that, Willie tells me that during the first year he lived with Barbara, they started having problems because her family didn't like or accept him. Were there altercations between you and Barbara's family? Yes, they didn't like me pretty much from the get-go. I wouldn't say I didn't like them, but they were the type of family that drank, smoked, they party. I smeared that with my mom. So I'm like, I don't want that in our life. So when they have reunions and stuff like that, I wouldn't go. You know, so it's like I was the outsider. People who were abandoned often can put unrealistic expectations on their relationship. It's this need to be in complete control and they can be exceedingly jealous of anyone who's close to their partner. And in this case, it's Barbara's family. According to testimony from Barbara's family, after Tyrone is born, Willie becomes violent. And I'm going to confront him about that. Let's be real. It yes. was an aggressive relationship. Yes, yes. You hit her. Yes. Often. No, man. I only hit her one time. I don't drink, but that night I had a couple of drinks, and I backhanded, and I busted her lip. That was the only incident? Yes, ma'am. I know this isn't true. I think he's lying because he doesn't want his son to hear this and think he's a bad guy. But his son is now an adult, and I don't imagine it makes much of a difference if the father who killed his mother only hit her once. According to Barbara's family, the physical abuse gets bad, and Barbara finally decides to break up with Willie. She takes her daughter and 14-month-old son Tyrone and moves back in with her parents. Here's the prosecutor again. Mr. Trotty would call Barbara on the phone and beg her to come home, beg her to take him back. And a lot of time there was crying and, and pleading. This is stalking, plain and simple. Now that his possession is gone, he can't take the rejection. I need to know where you at, where my baby? Can I see my baby? I try to go to her mom's house to see the kid. They don't want me to see my kid. I think he's seeing her family as even more of a threat now. So Willie drives by her parents' house constantly. And then, one day in the fall of 1992, family members say Willie shows up at their house unannounced and gets violent with Barbara again. He got mad at Barbara and started choking her inside the house, threw her down. Relatives wrestle Trotty away and chase him out of the house. A few weeks later, he rams her car with his car at highway speeds of 60 miles per hour. Did you have any of those feelings like, I, I, I'm feeling violent toward her? No. No, no ma'am. At any point, 
did you feel like you wanted to kill Barbara? No. No, ma'am. Did you ever call and threaten to kill Barbara or your son? I made threats to her. You know, it wasn't threats like, if you don't come back to me, I'm going to kill you and stuff like that. But she was actually scared, you know, because I, I threatened her. But it wasn't the threat where I really wanted to carry it out or will carry out. Willie, are you, are you telling me that she just overreacted to your threats? Yes, ma'am. Here's the prosecutor again. We have uh, many, many threats on tape that he's saying uh, that he was going to kill her. Barbara and her entire family. Mr. Trotty threatened to kill his own baby. It was, uh, you know, very, very, very uh, scary to listen to him talk to her. Maybe he's downplaying this because he doesn't want to be the bad guy, or maybe he actually feels he was justified in doing whatever was necessary to get her to stay with him. His obsessive behavior is escalating to the point where he's in a perpetual state of hypervigilance. I call it redlining. It's like operating your car engine in the maximum RPM it can handle. Barbara finally becomes so scared that she goes to the police to get a restraining order. And according to her family, that triggers Willie's most horrific reaction yet. According to testimony, in April of 1993, he kidnaps Barbara and does the unthinkable. He proceeds to rape her on, on two occasions during the night. She knew that if she tried to run, she would be killed. At one point, you kidnapped her. They say that, but I didn't. You did not? No, ma'am. Okay. So you're telling me that she went willingly? Yes, ma'am. Here's Courtney Zavala again. Barbara's truly fearing for her life at this point. She says, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to get back together with you. She doesn't really mean it. She's not truly getting back together with Willie. She's doing it to survive. According to Barbara's family, Barbara needed to placate Willie. She was afraid for her life. And so to do this, she remained in contact with him and also let him see their son. I don't know what happened. I think that there's some missing pieces. And perhaps Barbara was afraid to let her family know that she, like many victims of abuse, did go back to her abuser for a while. What we do know was that on May 3rd, 1993, Willie is calling her repeatedly. But she can't take it anymore, so she calmly tells him to leave her alone. To say that Willie is crushed is an understatement. Barbara doesn't want him, and he's plagued with anxiety because he knows he could lose his son, his only family. The little bit of self-control that he's been able to maintain is weakening. I want to ask you a few questions about the day of the deaths. Yes, First, here's the story according to authorities. At 11 p.m., Willie parked outside Barbara's parents' house. Unbeknownst to them all, he has a semi-automatic 9mm pistol. And there are numerous family members inside, including five children, all under the age of six. According to Willie, he was watching as Barbara gives a goodnight kiss to the father of her first child, 
who's dropping off their daughter. As Barbara's standing outside the house, Willie approaches. They begin to argue, and then Barbara runs inside. He pushes his way inside, and he opens fire. Wounding her brother Titus and her mother and sister. This is like a war scene. Bullets are flying. And there's not only adults here. There's children in this home. Five children under the age of six. All of them are screaming, diving under beds just to get away from this gunfire. But that's only the beginning. As Barbara runs away, Titus, even with a gunshot wound, manages to grab his gun. Titus was extremely angry and, you know, ready to protect the family. He is able to muster the strength to fire some rounds. He hits Trotty three times in the leg and in the stomach. Even with his bullet wounds, Willie follows Barbara, firing into her body repeatedly. Barbara was shot many times in the torso. She slumps down on the side of the bed. Trotty sits on the side of the bed and, you know, is just shooting her. He shot her at least seven times. He, he says, I told you, bitch, I told you I was going to kill you. After killing Barbara, Willie walks back through the living room. Titus is laying on the floor, dying, and Titus's mom, she's begging Trotty not to kill her son. But Willie can't be stopped. He shoots him twice in the back of the head, killing him instantly. When this massacre was over, two people are dead, and Willie shot the woman he loved 11 times. Willie's been shot three times, but manages to drive himself to the hospital. He's arrested later that night. That's the official version from the police and the family who were in the house at the time. But Willie has a completely different version of what went down that night. So your intention was not to shoot anybody? And I'm like, man, I gotta get out here. I don't wanna hurt nobody. Why did you have your 9mm then? Everywhere I go, I had my gun with me. Please try to walk me through the, the, the next events. Titus looks up and sees me standing at the door. And next thing I know, glass shatters at my feet. He, he opened fire. Then I pull my gun, and I just shoot in the direction of where the gunfire come. And at the same time, coming into the house. So you're telling me that Titus shot you first? Yes. He's still sticking to his claim that he only fired in self-defense that he wasn't there to hurt anyone. Now, if you are being attacked by gunfire, why aren't you bolting the other way? They, they got a saying that you either fight or flight. I didn't flight. Okay. Some people like to say they would take off running, but that was not my reaction. You're telling me you're reacting to Titus shooting at you, but there is a house full of children mm -hmm. and you're shooting back. I, I was even, my mind wasn't even on them, it's just, the guy, the aggressor, you know what I'm saying? To, to repel this attack on me. Barbara's hitting, she's, you know, she's screaming, she's she hitting, and the sister was hitting me from the back. I'm between two people. 
And when she's grabbed my arm and I pull, I jerked away from her and the gun goes off. The gun shoots Barbara. I don't know where it was. I just know it was this close. Back up. The gun shot Barbara 11 times. They say 11, it was six. It was, she had through and through. She had, they, counted, they counted the through and through shots. Okay. The gun shot Barbara six times. Six times. I'm just acting. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I was just acting, just responding. I was, I was just really enraged. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can, I don't know how to really explain that. Whether he shot Barbara six times or 11 doesn't matter. It's clearly not an accident either way. But Willie does admit he deliberately shot Titus. In the fall of 1993, 24-year-old Willie Trotty is tried for capital murder. A jury is not persuaded by his claims of self-defense and finds him guilty. He is sentenced to die by lethal injection. Do you feel you deserve to die? You know, I... I don't know. I reconcile with the fact that even though these murders were not intentional, I did take life. What responsibility do you think you have in this incident? My responsibility is that I shouldn't have went to the house armed, even though I went there to protect myself. But I, I think if I had not had my gun, I probably would have died that night. Because again, I was defending myself. but. If I wanted to kill her, I could have shot her, stand at the door, and run off in the darkness. It's a shame that he's holding on to these stories, because I believe that telling the entire truth would have brought solace and peace to him as he approaches death and to the family of the victims. How do you feel about Barbara today? I still love her. Do you regret killing Titus? Yes, I do. Willie has appealed his conviction several times and requested a stay of execution through both state and federal courts. All appeals have been denied. Is life on death row worth getting a stay for? Yes, because in the time there's life, you still got hope. This is how prosecutor Johnny Sutton describes being a dead man walking. There's no doubt that being on death row changes your outlook on life for most prisoners, not all. Doesn't mean they're necessarily rehabilitated. But I think what's different about death row is, you know, we, we don't know when we're gonna die, but they do. And uh, once that date is set and they know it's coming, a lot of times they don't know when the actual date is and the dates will change, but you just start to come to grips on the date of your death. 21 days after our interview, Willie's final appeal is denied by the United States Supreme Court. Are you afraid of the actual execution? No, ma'am. No. You wake up every morning and it's one day closer. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like? Uh, it would be release. <laughs> it would be release, you know. On September 10th, 2014, 45-year-old Willie Tyrone Trotty has his last meal and prepares to die. Barbara's family is there to watch the execution. Willie asks them for forgiveness 
and hopes that his death brings them closure. At 6.35 p.m., he dies of a lethal injection of pentobarbital. Willie Trotty brings me back to these looming questions of capital punishment. Why? What does it do? What is it for? In my opinion, it didn't protect any future victims because he wasn't ever going to get out of prison and he wasn't violent with anybody in prison. I'm not saying he needs to be released. I don't want him released. That was never my concern. It's just, God, Willie Trotty is not who you think of when you think of the guy, the boogeyman you want to make sure goes away. Studying crime in the ivory tower in the confines of theoretical issues and ideas and talking among peers is very, very different than talking to these human beings face to face. And in some ways, I find crime even scarier now because these people just look like you and me. And some of them are, you know, just behaving normally among us and they can snap. For Atlas Media, the producers are Bruce David Klein, Lori Layton, Fanny Cohen, and Samantha Grogan. For Investigation Discovery, the producers are Liz Massey, Jamie Lane, Christina Douglas, and Sarah Kozak. Kevin Bennett is general manager, and Henry Schleif is the network president. I'm Dr. Michelle Ward. Michelle Ward. 